to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, formerly of Cultivating the Lovely, but on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. I feature a fun mix of guests who I've invited, as well as some hopefully helpful and humorous solo shows centered on things I've learned in my own life. And you guys, today is one of those style shows. I am so excited about this because I've been sprucing up my house lately. I've been doing my bedroom because it was kind of the last room in our house to do things with and make feel homey. But I've also been adding a few touches to our living room and our dining room and trying to really press into making it a home, especially as we don't get to be outside as much heading into the fall. I wanted some indoor space that could be a retreat. And I really feel like I've honed in on what my style is, which is really fun. It's very cozy minimalist. It's very boho chic Scandinavian sort of my own thing. And I really, really like it. And it's been so fun to press into that and find pieces that align with that. And I am showing all that coming up in some YouTube videos. And you can also find some pictures and links and blog posts on my website. If you go to MackenzieCoppa.com, I've got some fun things that I have been adding over there. So be sure you don't miss it. And if you really want to make sure that you're not missing out on things, plus just hear some funny, insightful things from me from the week, every Friday, Saturday, I am sending out a newsletter called well anyway and it's just kind of a behind-the-scenes glimpse of some of the things that are going on in my life and I would really love to welcome you guys over into that space and I do say welcome you because it's so fun being on Substack because everybody can have a conversation about the newsletter if you just click through you can comment and talk with other people and I love that because it's such a community builder and we really get to talk about all these things together so if you head to mckenziecoppa.substack substack.com. You can subscribe to Well Anyway. You can get my free Trello board to help plan your week. It's just a whole lot of fun and I would love to invite you over there. Speaking of behind the scenes, Katie Duckett and I have basically our own reality TV show. You guys, it has been a total hit so far and so much fun. We have a private Marco Polo group for the Eliza level members in Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash live well together, you can join as an Eliza level member and you can get all our dirty little secrets, all the things that we talk about together behind the scenes that generally nobody else would hear about our lives. These ladies are getting the inside picture completely unedited, our kids popping in and out, all kinds of fun things going on, and us talking to each other as the very close friends that we are. It is super fun, and so far the ladies are raving about it. Sometimes Katie and I are like, why do they like this so much? Why is this a thing? But apparently it really is. And we would love to be able to get you in there. So head over to patreon.com slash livewelltogether, become an Eliza level member, and we would love to add you to that group. It is so much fun. Okay, but as I mentioned, this is a style episode. I'm loving getting to work in more of these guests who really fall in line with the things that I am wanting to talk about on Live Well Anyway. And Michael M. Smith, the nester, is one of those ladies. She's coming out with a brand new book. It just released. It's called Welcome Home. It is beautiful. It is so helpful about decorating for the holidays without storing a bunch of stuff in your garage or your attic. She's just got so many great little nuggets of wisdom, plus she's hilarious. She is always one of my favorite interviews, and I can't wait for you to get to listen to this episode with Michael and Smith. 
Welcome back, Michaelin. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me today, Mackenzie. I am so excited to be talking about your new project. And I think it's going to be a kind of interesting conversation because it's a book on the seasons, which I love this whole idea, but also about being hospitable. Interesting to be having this book come out in our current <laughs> climate and world situation. Oh, totally. Yeah. But it gives me hope. Like, oh, a lot of the people I've been interviewing I feel like, oh, God knew we needed this book, like right when it was going to come out. And it just yes. felt like that was perfect. Like I interviewed Melanie Schenkel and it was about like looking on the bright side and we've got to find the good things, even when things are hard. And it was like, oh, we all needed that message. So I'm, I'm hoping this is like good news for our future that we're going to get to be hospitable again. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope that that means that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but for people who don't know who you are, or didn't hear you last time you were on my show, would you introduce yourself really quickly? Oh, I would be happy to. My name is Michaelin. It has a Q in it. My mom made it up. So when I first started <laughs> online, I went by the nester. So I started, uh, oh my goodness, a blog mm, 13, 14 years ago. Wow. And at the time, I wasn't sure about the internet and just thought it must be full of killers and unibombers. So the idea of putting my weird name out there that no one could look at and pronounce just seemed weird. And so I went by the nester, which was fun at the time, but it's so kind of confusing now. But yeah. um, when you have a name with a Q in it, there's just, there's no winning. Anyway, I um, love encouraging women in their homes. So I'm not the kind of, I'm not a designer. I don't go in women's homes and um, surprise them or move around their recliners or anything <laughs> like that. I really help the woman who would never hire a designer. I just want to encourage people in their home to make small changes, to take risks, to embrace imperfection, to get the most amount of style with the least amount of stuff. All of those things are really near and dear to my heart. And I just think, why not enjoy the place that we spend most of our life in? Yeah. Yes. And circling back to what you said about the name, I think that's so funny because my name's Mackenzie and it's got kind of a long spelling and extra capital letters and stuff. So I kind of did the same thing. I was like, oh, I'll go by bold turquoise. Well, guess what? Yeah. Nobody else can spell either turquoise. <laughs> so that was really a Q yeah, and a Z. Right? <laughs> Not a smart move. And now I'm doing the backpedaling like, okay, no, never mind. We're just going to go with Mackenzie Kappa. That's what it is. <laughs> so I feel you there. But okay. I just from a totally personal perspective, the last time we chatted, I was living in my grandmother's basement. And yes, yes. And so really did not I mean, like I did what I could with the space that we were in, we were there for eight months, you know, and we had lived with my parents for a year before that. And so now, though, I have lived in my own place for just over a year. And oh my goodness. It I am so glad. I'm so thankful for your books and the interview that we did because it has totally shaped the way that I have approached this space. And it was so freeing to think of like scale and all of those kinds of things. I felt like when I moved in here back, like on really on my own, it's the first time I've lived on my own. I mean, my kids obviously live with me a good portion of that time, but it's the first time I've lived on my own as an adult ever yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so approaching this space I felt like I had the tools I needed 
to know what to do with it and to make yeah. smart choices and not waste my money on things that we're just going to be clutter and it has been so freeing and I have you to thank for it. Oh my gosh. Well, it's a huge compliment, but really you did it yourself. All decorating is, is making logical decisions in the right order because yeah. you and I, even though we have different styles as everyone out there does, you yeah. know what you like. So it's not like, oh, do I like this or not? It's just knowing what to do next, where to invest your money, what mm -hmm. to prioritize, how to think about things. And that is what I love to help people with. So I'm so impressed with you and so happy oh. for you. And I'm just so happy to hear all of that because you did it. I did it. Yes. It's, it was a big deal. And you know, I, we had been in transition for so long and I really wanted my kids because they were gone the weekend that I moved into our house and I yeah. wanted my kids to feel like it was home when they got yes. here. Like it yeah. wasn't just some big empty box or sterile. Like I wanted it to have those homey touches to it. And yeah. so like, while my room still could use some work like that, I will admit, and I'm hoping to work we, on We all do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I knew the rooms that I wanted to prioritize. I wanted their bedrooms to be put together. And I was able to make like smart decisions for them without going over the top, but making them feel like cute and fun and ready for them or or manly and and you know like I shouldn't exactly. say cute when I'm talking about my 14 year old's bedroom but you know <laughs> what I mean like it, it just it was so good to make it feel like when they walked in for the first time it was home and I, I just love that I, I love you for it <laughs> so, oh my goodness I just it had to preface pleasure. it I'm so happy. You know, homes, it's so important and it shapes the way we feel about ourselves, uh, how we take risk. Like if you can't take a risk at your house, how do you take a risk applying for college or, you yeah. know, taking that job? And so home is such a great practice ground for that and for our kids to see us doing that and prioritizing home. And most of us, I found, we don't want to create a home so that we can impress people. Yes. We just want to create a home that we can kind of forget about in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that can blend into the background and like do what it needs to do to serve us, which I felt like you did such a good job talking about in your last book, Cozy Minimalist. Um, but this, I that kind of brings me to one of my favorite points that you make in this book. I think that you strike a really good balance between like we need to trust the people that we're hosting with our space, like be authentic with it, but then also not so over the top authentic that our house is just destroyed all the time and we're welcoming people. Like, I think you did a good job of saying like, let's find some middle ground here and show people our authentic selves and not let our houses get in the way of bringing them in. But let's also like maybe put a little effort in. <laughs> Right. I think um, sometimes the messages that come to us as women from Pinterest or magazines or just maybe friends mm -hmm. is that we either have to be like all the way on the edge of Martha Stewarty perfection and wait yep. until we can host the dinner party with our 12 piece place setting or be like totally chaos and just open the door and invite people in no matter what's on the floor. And if you have toilet paper and what meat is expiring, which you know, there are things, there are good things that can happen with both, but most of us are somewhere in the middle. Like we yeah. want a presentable home. We want it to reflect our unique style. We love beauty, but we are not willing to sacrifice our budget, our time, you know, our family, mm -hmm. everything just to do that. We want a balance. And so that is who 
my book is for, my message is for. And that's where most of us kind of live is kind of in that the middle of like, oh, I want to have this beautiful home that I'm proud of, but it's not the most important thing in my life. Actually, home just partners with us so that we can do the things we always want to do. So yeah, I always say I like to help women create the home they always wanted so that they can use it the way they've always dreamed. So it's not just about having like, no one wants a pretty house just so it can be in a magazine. We want a pretty house so we can use it and have fun and enjoy it and have people over. Yes. You guys, there couldn't have been a better episode to be debuting this brand new sponsor because it's a style episode and it's a home styling episode. And if you have been watching me on Instagram, then you will have seen that I recently got an order from fastgrowingtrees.com. I love this site because I have been trying to outfit my home with more plants and just bring that life and that energy into my space now that we're not getting to be outside as much, especially because our air quality has been terrible with the fires, but we're also heading into fall. And so I am not getting a chance to have as many outside times and I want to bring that inside. And so I got the most beautiful fiddly fig and monstera plants from fast growing trees. They showed up right to my door and I'm so excited. They're going to help clean my air and keep it fresh and alive for fall and winter. I'm so excited about this company. And you guys, they also do outside trees. And did you know, I didn't even know this, the perfect time to plant trees and shrubs is actually in the fall. I had no idea, which actually means that now is the best time to go to fastgrowingtrees.com, not only for your indoor plants, but also for your outdoor ones. So skip the big box stores and head to fastgrowingtrees.com. It's actually the world's largest online nursery. There's no more waiting in lines, no more dealing with masks and messy cars and digging through a lackluster selection. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com and choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants expertly curated to thrive in your area and deliver to your door in one or two days. Whether you're looking for shade, privacy trees, fruit trees, or just adding color for your yard or your house, every plant is shipped with a well-developed root system ready to explode with new growth come spring or in your home. Their website is so easy to use. They tell you exactly what plants are going to be great for you and your area. They also tell you how to take care of them, which was really helpful for me because I have a little bit of a history of a black thumb, but I am giving it a go with my new plants. And their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee means your plants will arrive happy, healthy, and ready for planting. That is so helpful and awesome. So you guys, now through November 15th, there is an end date to this, so make sure you go over there fast. You can go to Fast Growing trees.com slash live well for 10% off. That's 10% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash live well. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash live well. If you get them, tag me in your Instagram posts. I would love to see what you get and be sure to be watching for mine. Absolutely. And then this book kind of takes that to the next level because it helps us think in terms of seasonality and and really in a non-consumer way. I love that you you well, I would say you're a recovering consumer of seasonal. Yes. Constantly recovering. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I hear that. But I just I really love kind of the method that you you go step by step, like season through season. 
through this book and talk about how to create that kind of home, which then allows you to be prepared to invite people into it. But would you talk about how you, because I think it's brilliant, you talk about the senses. Like, how did you realize, like, oh, light bulb moment. We need to be thinking about the senses in our home through every season. That's such a good question. I think it started, I mean, like you said, I I do feel like I'm a recovering maximalist, consumerist. Like, I love... I love beautiful things. I've never met a beautiful thing that I didn't love. And I was convinced I could find a home for it in my home. But even too many, <laughs> even a lot of a good thing can become a bad thing. And so over time, I really felt like a lot of pretty things didn't necessarily make a home pretty in my life felt too full in my home, felt too overwhelming. And one of the times that that became most obvious for me was at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So just getting out that Christmas decor in one year, actually I had a couple years where something like this happened, but uh, the year in particular, I remember um, had a couple bins full, you know, the, those green and yep. red bins that we all have. So I had a couple bins full of this beautiful vintage garland. It was really pretty. Um, it looked really lifelike. It was really full and fluffy. And we lived in a rental house at the time and it had like this kind of wraparound staircase. It sounds fancy. I mean, it wasn't, but it had like a a lot of stair rail. And I was so happy because I finally had a place to put all of this vintage garland that I had been saving. And so my kids were at school and my husband was at work and I got all the garland out and I draped it. And you know how that's like all finicky just to get it to drape right. And then I put lights on it and then I stood back and it didn't look great. It looked tired. It looked like fake dead garland. It was a mess everywhere. And I was exhausted and also really overwhelmed because I thought, you know, I want, I want our home to be a really festive place. My kids love Christmas decor. They love seasonal decor. My husband appreciates it. You want it to feel magical and just like a welcoming place to have people, especially at the holidays. And seeing that and feeling the burden, I just thought, this is not what Christmas decorating is supposed to be about. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. supposed to look at my stuff and hate it and be exhausted (laughs) and just want to go to Hobby Lobby and think, maybe if I buy 10 times the amount of stuff I have, I just thought, I'm not going to do that. So before my kids even got home from school, I packed it all away and I kind of rethought, how can I approach decorating in a way that's, that honors the season and what Mm -hmm. it means, but still like doesn't make me dread a Saturday, you know, before Christmas every year, like, how can I approach this like a human who still wants to honor the season that it is. And one of the ways that I found this was, um, you know, I compare it to like, if you go out, no matter where you live, even if you're in Hawaii, like no matter where you are, there are certain things that happen. Like you can walk outside at any season, any day. And if you're familiar with where you live, you can kind of tell what season it is. Like here Mm -hmm. in North Carolina, I can tell the difference between October and April just by being outside in the five senses, the sights, the smells, the sounds, the temperature, all of those things doesn't necessarily mean we get snow in the winter because we don't really where I live, Mm -hmm. but there are certain things that feel like winter outside. And so I decided to kind of allow that to come into my home because I was relying so much on everything that was visual like to me decorating or getting ready for the season 100 
relied on everything visual and nothing else. Like I forgot about the other senses and we experience so much through our other four senses to you're really kind of cheating yourself and your family just to focus on one plus that visual stuff. You got to pack that away and buy it and dust it, put it back in the attic and haul it back down. And so to be able to cater to those other four senses, um, smell and sound and taste and touch really opened up a whole new avenue of how I could welcome the seasons into our home. So it's something that I do seasonally because I want my home. We've all been in a house. Maybe you go in a house like your grandmother's house in July and it just feels real heavy and it feels kind of like the house thinks it's Christmas, but like outside it's July. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think a lot of us recognize that in our own home and we just want, doesn't mean we want to, you know, redecorate from top to bottom. But we want our home to be in tune and in keeping with what's happening outside in nature. And one way to do that really effectively is just to pay attention to how we experience the seasons with our five senses. I love that even in this like decorating book, sort of like in you didn't just save like the food part of it, the taste part of it for the hospitality part of it. You include that in this idea of creating an all around environment. And it's such a holistic yes. way to think about the kind of home we are creating for the season. It's not just about what you put out on the tables. It's about creating an experience, an environment. That's brilliant. And I loved when you brought in Selfridges. Did you watch Selfridges, oh. yourself, Mr. Selfridge? Oh. I watched that. I've seen every documentary on it. I've went past it and like all of it. Yes, I'm obsessed. (laughs) Yes, love it. And I when I started to read the fall chapter, I was like, oh, she's talking about Selfridges because that (laughs) that was such a perfect example of how he just took it to this other place and he was creating an experience for people. And that's really what you're talking about in this book is doing that through all of the different senses. Yes, it's the difference between how I used to be as um, really like a, a stuff manager as I approached either decorating or seasonal decorating was that I just only focused on the visual. And instead of focusing on seasonal decor, now I focus on seasonal supplies. And so how do I make sure when, okay, it's gonna be fall. So I'm thinking about, we're gonna have a fire in the fireplace. Do I have wood? Do I have something pretty to hold the wood next to my fireplace? Do I have um, the right tools? Do I have a cozy rug to put on the floor? Do we have a throw for the sofa? Maybe I change out the sheets for, um, flannel sheets, just different things like that, mm-hmm. where it used to be like only changing out my mantle. Like I, everything had to be this visual tchotchkes that I bought from Hobby Lobby, which I still love things from Hobby Lobby. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But when you are begin to cater to the other senses, you mm-hmm. realize that you can get away with a lot less. Like if my kids come home from school and I have, um, you know, a fall candle lit, if I have my fall playlist plane if I have like a really cozy uh, blanket on and a fun movie going they'll come in and be like oh it's so fall in here you have popcorn made for them they don't need a sign that says welcome fall to know that it's fall (laughs) like I can say that without so it's actually a good challenge like first start with the things that aren't visual 
uh, to maybe yeah. seasonalize your home and then add the visual last. Because what happens is if you have been like me and relied on that so heavily thinking you needed to redecorate from top to bottom and change everything in the hutch and change the wall art and change the pillow covers, which is still fun to do, but you can get away with a lot less and still get that cozy fall or that fresh spring or that really summery light, cool, calm and collected feeling that we all kind of long for. Yes. Well, and it makes me think of the idea of huga. Like we, yes. we want that experience. And I think just the basis of huga is that it's not a lot of stuff, but it's more like coming back to like the natural textures and the lighting and all of those kinds of things. Like I am a crazy person when it comes to lighting in the evening, my kids are like, Oh, here mom goes again, because I'm like, do not have the overhead lights on. Like we have to, use the lamps and all of that like it's the idea of we're gearing down for the night and you know you want that sort of experience of it's it's an environmental thing again like it has nothing to do with the decor but just the lighting can change everything and I think Huga really gives that idea especially as you're stepping into the fall but even this past summer I was thinking about summer hoga like oh I have my my patio to sit on and I have my flowers and I'm making sure I have flowers on the table and it's it's embracing light and the environment and nature in a different way and I love that you really emphasize that like bringing the outside in kind of starting with the creation and then bringing those pieces into our homes yes absolutely uh in his book I think it's Atomic Habits. James Clear says environment is the invisible hand that shapes the human experience. I think that, isn't that powerful? Like yes. just turning on the I like circled it and underlined <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like, wow, we have a lot of power just by dimming the lights or just by how, where we put the sofa in relation to the TV and the fireplace and those things, they really do set the stage for what's going to happen in our home. And that's not a small thing. I, I feel like that's a high calling. Yes. You guys, one of the things that I'm really trying to focus on as we are moving forward with Live Well Anyway is our wellness. And I think of that as spiritual, physical, and mental. There's really something to our mental health, you guys, and it has really been taking a hit so far in 2020. I know that I personally have had to deal with a lot of stressors that I didn't expect on top of COVID. And I think all of us kind of have a lot of that going on. And so I just want to say today, if there is something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, then better help can be the thing to really help you work through a lot of that, relieve a lot of that stress, and be able to move forward even in these really difficult times to help you to be able to live well anyway. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. 
help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available which may not even be available locally to many people. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room dealing with a mask and all of those kinds of things. You can just do it from the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches as well, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. If you want more proof, you can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. I know counseling for me has been such a help over these past three years, and especially in the past six months, and I would love for you to be able to take advantage of that same kind of help as well. So visit betterhelp.com slash livewell. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting a counselors in all 50 states. This is a special offer for Live Well Anyway listeners, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash livewell. Well, and it gives, like you were saying, it gives that, that challenge of creating a season with the environmental cues, like getting our, her family to pick up on that. And it's easier for them to pick up on, I think, than for us to create it because we do kind of automatically in our culture have this consumer mentality. And so I think it takes a, thinking a little bit harder to make us understand what that actually takes to make that happen. And I love how you've distilled it down in here and given ideas where then you can kind of take off with it and be like, oh yeah, like I loved in your summer chapter, like you don't have to put out a bucket of sand (laughs) to make it feel that way. Do these things like have the supplies that you need and that sort of thing. Right. Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, it was the example of a client that I had that loved the beach. And so to her, the only way to replicate that was to like layer shells and sand in her house like that. Of course, like that seems so natural. Mm-hmm. But really, I think it was um, the simplicity. Yeah, and the quiet and the cool tones that she saw. And so those when we really pinpoint what it is that we like about a season or about a place or about an inspiration photo. Uh, and especially when we do think about it in terms of the five senses, that's kind of when we get to the heart of like, oh, maybe I need to change my red walls in my dining room to white or to a lighter mm-hmm. color. Or maybe I just need to remove some things from my coffee table. A lot of times we're just making making it more difficult than it needs to be, which is a good thing because it's easier to simplify. Yes, it is. It is. And even when I, I know last fall, we had kind of a a, a rough fall. Um, And I, you know, I was my first fall in our house and I wanted to get a Christmas tree and I knew exactly what I wanted. And I got a fake one, which, you know, whatever, but I wanted a flocked tree. And so I got this tree, but I kept everything very simple, very monochromatic. And I put it up insanely early and I ended up being really glad that I did because we had a tragedy happen in our family and I probably wouldn't have bothered to do it, but just having those couple of pieces in place that wasn't over the top, but it, 
created that light and created the feeling and gave us that overall like ambiance helped my kids to feel like it was part of the season, even though our family was going through something really rough. Mm. And I think it just speaks to like these little things that we do in our homes to make them seasonal and make them feel like, oh, we put in the effort that really do something even so much more for us emotionally. It's true. I think that's such a great point because I think sometimes we can feel um, kind of like stupid or like, well, I must be really materialistic if I'm unhappy with my house, but it does have such power to shape how we feel and to set the tone and to feel festive and maybe just set a sense of normalcy, like you said, mm -hmm. but it's, it's okay, especially if you really thrive off of that, if you know your family does, that's a lovely way to spend time and effort and money um, and to put your attention towards. Yeah. But then I love, like, I, we kept it pretty simple. And then by bringing in just, like, the natural things, it helps it to not feel over the top and kitschy. Yes. <laughs> like and you can throw it all away. You just throw it back yes. in the yard when you're done. It's the well, best. I loved what you said about that in the fall chapter. Like, you can decide on a whole new color scheme every year. It's like, oh, I think I'm in love now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like, oh, just based on the pumpkins that I get, like if the yeah. green pumpkins look good. Some, last year, there were like these purpley color pumpkins at our local farmer's market. They were unbelievable. And I never would have like gone to Hobby Lobby and bought purpley sure. colored stuff. But to find it in real life and then just know I get a couple candles and what a fun way to mark the season that I'm not married to for the next 30 yeah. years with an orange bin. Yes, because you didn't buy the purple candle holders, you bought the purple candle, you know, like, I love what you said about that, that if you have these supplies that you know, you're going to consume anyway, like put your money there and have those be the things that are going to change because you can change those from year to year. And when you said that, like, pick your color story for fall, and then you get to get a new one next year if you want to. I, it delighted me more than you could. <laughs> well, we're kindred spirits. I, and I think a lot of us, like, you know, us or maybe our mother-in-law or our next door neighbor, we're, we're guilty of having like 12 different wreaths for our door. But yeah. if you wanted to have the neighbors over for soup, you wouldn't have a way to serve it. We wouldn't have a cutting board. We wouldn't yeah. have a serrated knife. Like invest in the supplies, you know, yes. maybe have one great wreath, but instead of thinking of all visual, invest in those supplies that you can use Throughout the year, I can use a beautiful breadboard all year long, unless I get one that says Merry Christmas. Do not, yeah. get, the do not get the candle holders. Do not get the face that says Merry Christmas. Get the flowers that look Christmassy. And then you, yeah. like you said, those are the consumable things. You use them for a, a season, get rid of them, and then on to the next thing. Yeah. I know for me in my house, like I, a few years ago, I had bought like Christmas mugs for everybody. Well, guess what's still in our cupboard? It's the Christmas mugs. <laughs> and, <laughs> like these have lost, they're not even special anymore because we're using them year round. <laughs> I'd be better off to just buy normal mugs and not be having the Christmas mugs out in July. You know, it's just, yes. Well, and if you listen, if you love Christmas mugs and if you have room, <laughs> then have all the Christmas mugs. Yes. But I know when I moved to a smaller kitchen, I had to make decisions like that too. And like yeah. all of a sudden, like you said, they became more of a burden than a blessing. And that yeah. when you notice things like that, like allow yourself to be like, oh, maybe I should reevaluate. Maybe things have changed. You can yeah. set new traditions. You can just make a delicious Christmas drink in a year yes. round. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. And, and that's kind of what you're talking about in when you move into more of the hospitality side of things is that once you've done this to make your house this way, feel this way, then you, you kind of have already set the stage to be able to host people. Yes. It's almost like a secret decorating trick. There's something happens. Um, you know, of course, we want to embrace imperfections in our home. We want to make sure we like our sofa and have enough seating for people. Most of us have that. Most of us are kind of stuck somewhere between like those finishing touches and really feeling confident of saying, hey, I'll host the baby shower or hey, I'll host the community group. And something happens when we kind of do those final touches of getting our home seasonalized. I feel like when my home is ready for the season, then it's automatically ready for me to host whatever comes up within that season. So that means even at Christmas, like I don't refer to Christmas as the season. The season is winter. And so I winterize my home. I get my house ready through the five senses for winter by adding Mm -hmm. cozy throws and maybe switching out my pillow covers, making sure my fireplace stuff is ready, making sure I have all the serving supplies I need, making sure I have uh, things that smell like winter and evergreen and sparkle and light and all of those things that I can keep up from, you know, November through January and February if I want. And then when it comes time to maybe having the Christmas party, well, then I might put the stockings up and put the tree up and put the wreath. Like usually I need like three things. Can you add more? Of course. But if your home is ready for the season, it takes very, very little to get it ready for the celebration in that season. Yeah. And it's magically ready to host and it feels so good to welcome in people in your home that feels like like it's acknowledging what season it is and it's ready mm-hmm. to serve people with you. Yeah. And I love that you distill it down to that. Like if you can just do those you know, like you said, three things that will just totally transform it and they can be very simple. And if you focus on the food, then it's, you're able to have people over without that, that pressure or that burden. It can be focused on the relationships. Yes. Well, and the the goal of having people over is connection. And also I know if I, if I run my like hosting life in a way that I expect perfection from myself and from my home and from my food and what I serve, then I only want to have people over like once a year because it's too much work. But if I lower my expectations and allow for things that are like semi-homemade, like I only, no matter if I have, if we have like one couple over or a bunch of people, we host like a, we host a festival where I have a thousand people. But whatever it is, if we're hosting things in our home and I'm making something, I limit myself to making two things homemade and I love to cook. Like I don't like to bake, but I love cooking food. But I know if I uh, immerse myself in cooking all these fun new recipes and making a drink station and like gluing the things onto water bottles, I will be exhausted and I won't be able to do the very thing, the reason I'm even having people over. And so I think just allowing, like going in with some rules for yourself, like, okay, this is about connection. This is not about, impressing people. Yeah. So I can allow myself to cook two things and let the recipe store brought store bought or others brought is what I say. Yes. They can bring things or I can just bring chicken from KFC or order pizza or whatever it is, because the point is having people over. Okay. You guys know that one of the focuses of live well anyway is wellness. 
And there's a lot of different things that I do in my life to try to promote wellness. Everything from the supplements I take to the food I eat to the skincare I use to handy little gadgets that just really help my body to work better and function better and feel better. And one of those gadgets is Theragun. Because I, for one, have a lot of stress in my life. Plus, I have chronic back issues from my scoliosis. And Theragun helps me so much to have relief from all of that. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. You guys, that's all because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you will wonder if it's even on while you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. I love this thing. I love that it's all adjustable. I can use it myself on my back, on my legs, my shoulders, anywhere that I am carrying tension. It helps relieve so much and really helps me battle those sore muscles. And when things just feel like they're too tight and getting out of alignment, I use Theragun and it provides me with so much relief. Plus, it just kind of beats the stress out of me. (laughs) It's just so nice to be using that at the end of my day. And you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need, starting at only $199. So go to theragun.com slash livewell right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash livewell. Theragun.com slash livewell. And I think we always hear too, like, you know, in the, in the magazines, like, oh, you need uh, to, you know, the design is in the details. And it is like we do, we remember details from someone's house. The nice thing is when we have people over, we can, we can kind of point to what detail they'll remember just by focusing Mm -hmm. on a couple special things. Like for me, I always set up some type of drink station just because I feel like it breaks the ice. It allows people to like do something with their hands and fix their own drink. And not, I don't have to say like, Oh, do you want a Dico or do you want a cheer wine? Or do you want, yeah. you know, listing out all the things. Like I just have a cute little drink station set up. Usually the, whoever comes early helps me set it up. They can serve themselves. And I put a little extra time into always having some type of like, well, it's almost like food decor, but like drink embellishment, have the paper straws or have the cut up yeah. fruit. You know, if it's a coffee bar, have the whipped cream and the sprinkles. And then the pressure's off like everything else because I made one thing cute and that's all they're yeah. going to remember. They don't remember yeah. what I did. They don't remember if my living room was clean. Like just focus on making one thing really special mm-hmm. and that's what they will remember. Yeah. Cause they're probably not going to remember 50 details, <laughs> but if yeah. you like really capitalize on something. I love that you even said that about like the pumpkins. Instead of having 47 pumpkins, like get one or two really great pumpkins and just let them stand on their own. Yes, absolutely. And I, I mean, I I love 47 tiny little pumpkins. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. But then I have 47 pumpkins all over the surfaces of my house, which is not always the best thing. And so to have that statement pumpkin, like to let myself buy that one $18 pumpkin from the farmer's market and then support him again next year, instead of buying that $18 fake pumpkin from Michael's and then having this huge ball that I have to store every year. 
in the same color and then I can't change up my decor. Yes. I just like it so much better. It's so much more freeing. And the thing about a pumpkin, I mean, we're all like, come September, we're ready for our pumpkins. And I use mine through Thanksgiving. So that's a good couple months that you can get out of, you know, fresh pumpkins, just uncarved, sitting in your home, looking beautiful. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I just, I I think it even speaks back to your last book of like the scale of things and allowing it to just be, I, as I've done that in my house of allowing like one bigger statement piece, it has allowed me to breathe more by not feeling like there's just so many little things. Yes. It is something that uh, we as Americans, a lot of us do this wrong. We buy lots of small tchotchkes instead of one larger, little bit more risky statement. So on our mantle, we have like a parade of 18 small things when we just would have bought the right size art, the right size planter and a beautiful plant to put in it. If everything is the right size and scale, we don't feel that need to like fill empty space because the empty space was filled correctly with the right size items. Yes. I love that. Okay. So facing COVID, how does this change how you're thinking about hospitality right now and how we're using our homes? Well, it's a great question. I know I feel like the two years that I've been working on this book have been the two years that I've had people over the least amount in my entire life. Of course. Like how, how crazy is that? Yeah. But that is how it is sometimes. Like I know my friends that have written, like um, I have a couple friends that have written books on uh, organizing and clutter. And they're like, Oh, that's when my house has been the most clutterful. Yeah. Um, but for those of you not writing a book, like sometimes what a, what a unique experience where a lot of us, like, we're not allowed to have people over right now. Yeah. What a wonderful time to prep and get ready for when we can have people like sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a, I almost like that it's like a forced break because it makes me long to do it. It makes me promise myself that, oh my goodness, I actually miss this. And it it kind of took a while before I missed having people. I'm an introvert anyway. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I'm ready for people. And so this book is such a guide to Mm -hmm. help you be ready as soon as your governors open it up. You can be ready and say, come on over, come on in. I, I think it's such a unique time for that. And instead of like wishing it away, it, it can be a really nice time to kind of prepare. Yeah. And it's, it's like a good testing ground for testing out your seasonal decor and refiguring it out this year so that when it's open again, you've got it like nailed down. You're good it's to so go. True. Yeah. And even if no one, even if we go a year without inviting people in, home is worth it yeah. for us. Yes. For and for the people that live there, even yes. if no one else ever sees it, nothing in my home has ever felt like it's a waste. Even when I've painted the wrong, the wall the wrong color and had to repaint it, I learned something. I learned what color I didn't like. I learned how to make a better paint color decision. And so those things, I just encourage you, they do not go to waste. I totally agree. And I think even just like extending that hospitality towards our immediate families, like letting, letting them feel that like, oh, there's something a little special right now, or, you know, creating an evening that you would normally do for other people, but setting up the the drink station for your kids like that. Those are making memories that you may not have otherwise done for just your immediate family. And that has power in and of itself. 
Absolutely. I know as a little girl, I remember things like that. Like when I would come home from school, my mom would have like the special plate with the after school snack. Like those little things speak volumes, mm -hmm. volumes to our kids or to our husband or even for ourselves. Like, yeah. On the party plate. Yeah. Yep. I totally, totally agree. I know for me this past summer, even just making my little backyard patio, which I haven't really been able to share with many other people, but having that space for myself and saying, you know what, it's worth it. Even though I'm not going to have anybody here, nobody's really going to see how beautiful these flowers are and everything. It was worth it to do it for myself. And we, we can't discount that, that it's okay. And we should be investing in beauty because it does something for our souls and our hearts I think especially when we're a little bit more isolated and things feel harder yeah I, it's such a good point and I really wonder I mean as you were talking I'm thinking I don't even know if home can minister to other people if it hasn't ministered to us first yeah first. yeah I completely agree I think it's such a powerful and worthy thing like it's worthwhile for us to create spaces not just I mean like what you're saying in this book it's not just about what you're seeing it's about how it makes you feel and how it ushers you into a different season in your life whether that's the literal four seasons or things that you're going through in your family the environment we set has real power in our lives and is I, I think God honors that when we take the time to make these spaces in our homes. I love that. It's so well said. Thank you so much for coming on today, Michael. You were so fun to talk to as always. I think everybody needs to go pre-order this book because it is essential that we have this kind of beauty in our lives right now. So thank you for writing just another beautiful, beautiful book. Oh my gosh, you're going to make me cry. That, is, that means the world. Thank you so much. Oh, well, you're welcome. I can't wait to see the copy that has color pictures. Yes, <laughs> always, it's a lot better than the black and yeah, white. I always look at the art copy and I'm like, oh, okay, well, those are some choices. <laughs> and then I see the real one. I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense now. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so thank you and best of luck getting this book out there to the world. Thanks, Mackenzie. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. I just love Michael Lynn. She is so much fun. I always look forward to having her on the show. And her books are always knock it out of the park good. They have such solid advice and wisdom and truly helpful directional advice for making your home be what you want it to be any season of the year. I am so grateful to her. I love her Insta stories. If you haven't checked them out yet, you should definitely run over there. They are so good. She takes you through stores and shows you like, get this, not that. It is so helpful. I have been utilizing them so much this fall as I have been kind of redecorating my house and adding things for the season. I just love her. You can head over to mackenziecoppa.com slash podcast to be able to find the show notes for this episode, or you can just swipe up in whatever app you are using and be able to see all the links of things that we referenced today. Remember that if you use my Amazon link or any of these affiliate links or anything, I get a little bit of credit, but it doesn't cost you a dime more, which we so, so appreciate here at the show. Okay, and as we are moving into this new season with Live Well Anyway, I had mentioned to you guys that I was gonna tell you a few things that I recommend and don't recommend at the end of every show. I'm still trying to figure out what to call this segment, but it's basically just kind of like my do this, not that. And so far there's been a lot of do this and not a whole lot of not that, but let's just 
let's just dive in, you guys. Okay, I have a couple of different things that I want to say do this this week. And one of them is a new show that I've been watching. Okay, it's not that new. I'm in season two. And it is intense. It can be graphic. It's got a little bit of language. I'm going to give all those caveats right off the bat, you guys. But it's super interesting and well done. It's called The Umbrella Academy. I mean, there is a lot of, you know, questionable stuff. You know, if you're if you're questionable in any way about it, just don't watch it. But I think it's really well written. There is fabulous acting and some not so fabulous acting by one Miss Mary J. Blige. But other than that, I am so enjoying the character development and the story. It is super intense, but it is so interesting. It really sucks you in. And it's nice to kind of have something to turn to. I felt like we kind of ran out of content. And so to find a show that I hadn't watched before and get into it has been really fun. Another yes too, which I've actually already mentioned on this episode, and this is just kind of a free plug for them, is I am loving my plants from fastgrowingtrees.com. You guys, like I mentioned, if you go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash livewell, you can get that 10% discount. But I had been investing in plants for my house already this fall. It was something that I knew I wanted to bring in, getting that boho chic kind of vibe, wanting to have a lot of plant life and growth and the air, the oxygen, the beauty, the all the stuff. I knew I wanted plants. I really wanted to make a go of it and try to not kill everything. And Fast Growing Trees was an awesome way to be able to get these really big plants shipped right to my house so I didn't have to deal with it and I'm loving them. Like legitimately, not just because they're sponsoring, I really, really love them. Okay, one last thing that I am saying yes to. This could actually be my, like, do this, not that, all in one. Don't run out of Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner from Thrive Cosmetics. This has recently happened to me. It was a very unfortunate event. I love my eyeliner from them. I get the color Hoda. It is what I use almost every day unless I'm in, like, a funky mood and want to try something else. It is my go-to. It goes on so smooth. It lasts all day. It gives me the exact kind of look that I'm going for with it. I can really manipulate it to do what I want it to do. It is my favorite eyeliner, and it just finally came in at my house. I ordered it far too late, and I just went ahead and ordered two this time so that I don't get caught off guard next time that I'm running out of eyeliner. I'm just going to order another one when I get to the end of this first one and I start the second one because it's that good. And you guys, I have a link in the show notes and on my website if you go to Sponsors and Affiliates that if you use that link and you buy $50 or more on your first order at Thrive, you will get $10 off. I'm a big fan of their mascara, their eye brighteners, their setting powder. They've got so many great products. It is really easy to fill your cart up with that much stuff and you can get $10 off. So be sure to use that link in the show notes or on my website under sponsors and affiliates. All right, you guys, that is it for this week's episode. I will be back next week, just me, on a little solo episode where we will be tackling wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. I can't wait to be back with you then. Thank you so much for your loyalty and all of you who have been sharing the podcast and rating it and following on Instagram and getting involved with the newsletter. I so appreciate all of you guys. And it's just so much fun to be getting to know so many more of you. So if you haven't said hi, you haven't gotten involved, be sure you do. I would love to hear from you. And until next week, go be bold and gracious. 